Not long ago, I talked about the Ezekiel 38 and 39 invasion of Israel. Three of the main antagonists in that war will be Russia, Iran, and Turkey. Today, those nations have something new in common that the Bible says will be a driving force behind that war. But before we go there, first, here's a word from our producer, Kevin. Hi, I'm Kevin, the producer of Today in Prophecy, and I'd like to thank you for watching this week's episode. If you're blessed by this show, please consider subscribing to our channel. Once you subscribe, you'll be able to stay up to date with all our latest videos. Now let's get back to the program. Bible scholars have long been intrigued by the war described by the prophet Ezekiel, where he describes Russia leading a confederation of nations against Israel. And we know from history that the invasion hasn't happened yet. And two verses in chapter 38 identify the general time of the invasion as the latter days. So as we look at the days in which we live, this war gets more and more intriguing. Uh, with this in mind, consider that Russia, Iran, and Turkey have a long history of antagonism between them. Uh, while Iran and Turkey are both Muslim, Iran is Shiite Muslim and Turkey is Sunni Muslim. Those groups have been fighting one another since the 7th century. And the rest of the Sunni world hates Iran. Russia has been fighting wars against Iran and Turkey for hundreds of years. But they're together now in Syria. So how did a prophet named Ezekiel know this 2,500 years ago? Coincidence? I don't think so. And there's even more to this. At the beginning, I said Russia, Iran, and Turkey have something in common that the Bible says will be a driving force behind the Ezekiel 38 war. That's something is a terrible economy. Now think of this. Uh, today, North America, Europe, Asia, and much of the Middle East, uh, they're in an economic boom. But Russia, Iran, and Turkey, they're missing out. Their past bad behavior has caused the nations to turn against them. They're each being sanctioned, and their economies are falling apart. So why does this matter to Bible prophecy? Well, think of this. Here's three reasons. First, the Bible says the war will come about because the attacking nations will be greedy for the riches of the land of Israel. In Ezekiel chapter 38, the Bible says, you will say, you, speaking of Russia, along with Iran and Turkey and the other nations, you will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. That's speaking of Israel. I will go to a peaceful people, that's the Jews in Israel, who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Why? The Bible says this, to take plunder and to take booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against a people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods who dwell in the midst of the land. Their motivation will be to enrich themselves. And right now, they definitely need something. And second, some of the economic problems stem from overspending on their militaries. Now think of this. They are cash poor, but missile rich. The Bible describes their vast military prowess. They are going to be looking for ways to turn what they have, military might, into what they need. Uh, financial wealth. 
Russia in particular sees Israel as a threat to its economy. Russia's economy is built on selling natural gas to Europe. But Israel's massive, newly discovered gas fields in the Mediterranean are a potential threat to Russia's natural gas monopoly in Europe. And making it worse, Israel, Cyprus, and Greece are building new natural gas pipelines under the Mediterranean to Italy. For Russia, listen, the handwriting is on the wall. And third, a third reason why this economy is such a big deal, since its Islamic revolution in 1979, a big part of Iran's purpose for existence has been the destruction of Israel. The Iranians are using Russia and Turkey's anger against the sanctions as a way to solidify their alliance against the United States and its allies, especially Israel. When I look at this, all of these things confirm that the Bible is true and that you can trust it. You can trust it for what the Bible says is coming. You can trust it for right now. And most importantly, you can trust what the Bible says about your eternal life. The Bible tells us this, that there's no other name under heaven by which a person can be saved than that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has come to forgive us of our sins. Did you know that you're a sinner? Well, you are. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And because of that, sin must be judged. So when you die, if you don't know Christ, you will be judged for your sins and separated from God in a place that the Bible calls hell. Listen, you don't want to go there. You want to be forgiven of your sins. You want to know that when you die, you're going to be in the presence of the Lord in the place the Bible describes as heaven. Do you want to know that you're forgiven? If you do, go ahead and pray this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner, but I want to be forgiven. Right now, I repent of my sin and unbelief and surrender to you as Lord. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, please visit the Know Jesus page at HopeForOurTimes.com to find out what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Or if you'd like more information on this topic, go to our website, HopeForOurTimes.com. Until next time, God bless. Now here's our producer, Kevin. Thanks for watching and being a part of this week's program. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our new website, HopeForOurTimes.com and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date and well informed about the times we're living in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.